You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you set yourself and your teams up for success? We learned some surprising lessons and a few shortcuts from Janie Parasini, my guest, who leads and manages user acquisition efforts at Electronic Arts. So stay tuned for this and more in episode number 412. Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. This week and twice a month, we bring you a special series about retention sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform. Hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy and Saul. Thanks, Ricky, and thank you for joining Mobile Presence. I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, founder of Mobile Groove. And we are in the holiday seasons. It's time to be thankful for everything we have and also everything we've learned. So, yes, some were hard lessons for sure, but we're also stronger as a result. Maybe if you want to think of it this way, we as people, you as marketers, we've learned a lot. Marketers have tried new approaches, new channels. That's good. That's good for, of course, growth marketing. But then there's also personal growth. You know, work from home means virtual, and virtual is our new collective default state, right? So we're looking in this show not just at how it's all about personal growth, but how also do you set your teams up for success and help them to achieve their personal goals their personal growth. How do you skill, scale, and structure teams for success? How do you set your teams and yourself up for success? And finally, we'll hear about failure, why failing may be the best way to succeed. These are some great topics. They're also tough questions, and we are going to get the straight answers here on Mobile Presence this week, of course, as always, because it is the bi-weekly show where we talk to the mobile marketing experts. It's their daily job their expertise, they're great at it, and they've earned, of course, the title of Mobile Hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing retargeting platform. 
But there is a second reason why we're going to get some great answers today, because we have a guest who I would describe as being the real deal in every sense of the word. Her impressive career in digital marketing includes over eight years of driving growth at notable companies, including DraftKings, Machine Zone, and Reddit. She leads and manages UA efforts now at Electronic Arts. She's hands-on. She's a parent. Well, actually, let me correct that. I now know she's the parent of three. And she's a mobile hero, Janie Parasini, Senior Director, Mobile Marketing and Growth, Electronic Arts. Great to have you. I'm excited. Uh, I, I talked to you actually from my parents' house. So uh, two of my kids are running around, but um, I, told my, I told my mom to keep them quiet while I, while <laughs> I have this, this interview, um, this podcast, but I'm so excited. And did I get the number right? It is three, right? Yes. Well, two and a half. I mean... At two, two and, a and a third on the way. So, I mean, you can count it three soon. Yeah. Um, I know your title, Reddit at the top, um, you know, managing uh, mobile marketing and growth, but that's broad. What do you actually do? What are you responsible for there? Yeah. I, well, growth in general is broad. And I love talking to people that have growth in their title because it means different things to everyone. For what I do at Electronic Arts, we drive new user growth. Uh, we also retain users. And we work with our product teams on uh, ensuring that we're driving retained revenue as well. So it's it's not just new users. My, the team that brings in, uh, well, my team that, that acquires those users is also in charge of ensuring that they stay within our games um, and that they're quality users. Uh, so they're kind of on the hook for both sides. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're responsible for now. That's what you're doing. We're talking about growth because, uh, yeah, there's growth marketing. And I started talking about personal growth at the top of the show, right? Um, It's not just about being successful in mobile marketing. By being successful, you have to fail. And you've written that down. And I was like a, I was just like, wow, this is a great blog. I read it and um, I read them all for all the mobile heroes before the show. But it's like, yeah, that just says it right there. You have to fail. That's what you said. It's important for you as well. Can you just unpack that for me and tell me that? Because a lot of people haven't yet made failure their friend. It's uh, it's something I've done my whole my whole life for different. So, I taught myself how to surf in the summer. I crashed every. My my mom said she sat on the beach and watched me teach myself how to surf uh, until I basically figured it out after three months. And similarly, I can think about a time when I played. My my dad made my twin sister and I played golf in high school. Uh, I mean, we played several sports. I also played soccer and played. Um, competitively. Uh, but when we played golf, our golf team was terrible. We were the last in our division and us, I, my twin sister and I got us freshmen together and we're like, Hey, if we can all decide and agree that we're going to train every summer to get better by our senior year, we want to be top of our division. And we ended up winning our division and going to state, um, uh, kind of by our senior year. And so I kind of, I use the sports analogies a lot just cause I grew up with that, but I, I remember it clicking for in a few ways. When I was at Machine Zone and uh, Hal, the CTO and co-founder of Machine Zone, he was my boss at the time. And I remember coming to him one day and just saying, I'm, I'm pretty down on myself. We're, we're not getting a ton of wins. And he was like, Janie, do you think that Game of War came the first time we tried or the second time? He's like, I, you have to give yourself permission to fail. And you have to tell people around you that you're probably not going to get it right the first time. And you're probably not going to get it right the second time, but you will get it right. And so that's the approach I take 
for mm-hmm. anything, but also tell my team. And when my, when we do new things, we do new things all the time. I'm like, you're, you're going to fail the first time probably. And that's what I want you to do, but I don't want you to give up on it. You're going to get, you're going to figure it out. And that thing leads into the, I you know, the mentality that we just don't give up. We will always, there is not a problem I haven't been able to fix or, or solve mm-hmm. because of that mentality. And it's great that you frame it that way for your team as well. I'm just wondering what's their, what's their response? Is it like, Oh, relief, not micromanagement here. I can, I can figure things out because, you know, um, fail, but also, you know, fly sometimes because you figure out things that you didn't expect and sometimes even better. A hundred percent. It's funny. Most of my team, actually, I have, have either worked with me or for me at over three companies, I think. So I hope that that's a testament maybe to the fact that they still like me, but it's (laughs) also, I think the reason that they will follow me or, or, or join me in the sense that it is a relief in our industry. Failure is not something that is celebrated. And just like if for people listening, you know, I think about it like an algorithm when people they talk about programmatic or talk about optimizing campaigns and they talk about algorithms. If you let an algorithm run by itself for too long, it starts to kind of just over optimize on itself. And then there gets to mm-hmm. a point where, where it's, it, it doesn't scale anymore because it's just narrowing itself down. And if you consider yourself an algorithm, you have to constantly bring in new factors and, and basically have reverse algorithms that are going at the same time to make sure that you're still scaling as a person. And I kind of use that analogy sometimes too for for people that don't like the fluffy the fluffiness sometimes of of don't give up, but thinking about yourself as an algorithm and having to uh, create inverse algorithms to ensure that you're you're staying you're scaling and you're you're being the most kind of efficient as possible. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I really like the idea of an algorithm instead of just saying you know hey hang in there things will be just fine in the end. And, uh, of course, speaking of end, we need to end right now, Janie. We need to go to break, but we will continue to talk about life's lessons with you. And we'll also talk about the traits that matter and how to cultivate them in your team. So don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here's your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We have Janie Parasini, Senior Director, Mobile Marketing and Growth Electronic Arts. And before the break, Janie, we were talking about what makes people successful, ironically, um, understanding, accepting, learning from failure. I'll take that to the next level. What is the most valuable lesson you've learned that maybe you can share so that we understand that failure is good for a marketer? Sure. The most valuable lesson I've learned that you're not your customer. I, I think that I learned that when I was doing growth for ancestry.com early in my career and I couldn't figure out <laughs> or I was having a hard time acquiring new customers and I was running digital channels and I ended up and I, my, my best friend, I think, in the world is my grandma, my grandma Janet, and she's super cool. And I went to a dinner party where she had people over and I was, I literally just sat there with a bunch of 70 year olds at the time, looking at what they were doing, asking them questions and, and you know, they, and at the time that was, they were all going on Facebook, like that was like the height of, you know, this group going on Facebook. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I got to really learn Facebook. And this was Again, I'm gonna. I may date myself, but this was still when MySpace was the biggest, was bigger than than Facebook. And I remember thinking to myself, the as a twenty-something-year-old at the time, that um, you can't think about yourself and as a as the user, the young user, in terms of what drives you or what interests you. You have to use data, but you also have to observe and and know that mm -hmm. uh, you're. Yeah, that your instincts sometimes sometimes are wrong, and that's really hard. That's a hard pill to swallow when uh, you you do kind of go by your instincts all the time. So I'm I've been the the longer I've been in this industry, the less I feel like I know, and I I like to kind of be in that position. Yeah, learning from the data one thing, but also watching people, right? Mm -hmm. Watching people, watching their behavior, uh, because the two fit together somewhere. The truth is somewhere in the middle. The data, if you take the data, it's like polls. I mean, I won't go there because we just had a really messy election in America. But, you know, you ask people something straight to their face and they'll say, oh, I'd never vote for him. And then actually they did because 50% of the people somehow, you know, not 50, but, you know, how close. And you say, whoa, what, how'd that happen? So people don't always tell you. They show you. You see both in the data and in behavior. And I wanted to get to that level here as well, because one of the things in your blog is you're also talking about your team, you know, how to structure them, how to motivate them, how to protect them. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, you've had to build teams. Are they cross-discipline or just focused on growth? So only UA? I've had to build cross-discipline teams. And I feel like mm -hmm. I've built teams that I've built teams at every company that you probably listed at the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. And even currently at EA, my uh, electronic arts, sorry, my, my brand team will get upset if I say EA, electronic arts. Uh, the, my team consists of, uh, I have a creative director that reports to me. I have a director of analytics. I have director of UA. Um, so it's cross-functional in the sense that we're all one team. And I was very adamant when I joined Electronic Arts that I wanted it that way because I've seen at other companies it not that way where you have an analytics team that's more central resourced rather than with embedded in the team. And so kind of to your point, if you, they don't have context to the data, they're just going to read the data for what it is. And 
a lot of times they need to know about the campaigns, they need to know about the strategies. And if they're so close, then they're on the same team as the uh, as the UA team or the folks that we all think about UA, then there's that level of intimacy with the initiatives that they wouldn't get if they were centrally resourced. And similarly, our creative team, we have creative wins. The UA people give high fives now virtually to the creative team. And I think it's really important that, and it's like, I played soccer my whole life too. And you have defensemen, you have middle field, you have goalie, you have forwards. You can't all, you can't have a team just stacked of forwards. You're going to let so many goals in, right? So you have to have all these cross-functional people under, I hope, a really strong manager. So that's kind mm-hmm. of how I, I try to manage my team. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about the management of the team there. I'm I'm just curious, what is the biggest challenge right now? Because what I'm hearing in the industry is, um, for one, retention is the new growth. So we weren't maybe all thinking in that direction. So it's a little bit of thinking in a different way, but also, you know, hard to get the right people. What, what is, what is the challenge that you face? Yeah. Um, it's funny that people are surprised that retention is a big focus now because you have all of these really smart growth marketers that learned how to acquire best in class, better than anyone probably in the, in the industry that tried before in this kind of era. And now with all these new customers, now, now companies are like, well, now we got to retain them. And it's, Funny that that was not the thought, maybe. Uh, but I, I don't want to say like I'm overly smart in that sense, but I knew that was going to come. I've seen it happen mm-hmm. in the past. And so my team of UA people, a lot of the people on my team don't have uh, retention or CRM backgrounds. And what I tell them is you have to learn, first of all, I didn't start in mobile. So that's also, you know, you can teach, you can teach someone like me how to get into mobile. I mean, I started as an intern, but you know, that was, that was it. And then I, I left, but as I came back, uh, you know, I, I tell my UA folks, even you have to learn retention. And if you don't, and if you, you decide that that's not just something you're strong in hire for those people. So I hire people that are better than me and have stronger skill sets than me in different areas. I'm not a strong creative person. So I hire really great creative people. Um, I, I sometimes tend to be a hothead, so I, I like people that are a little bit more level-headed and and like to be thoughtful and think through answers and problems uh, because sometimes I get a little jumpy. And so I try to hire for my, my weaknesses in that sense. And then when it comes to setting your team up, you just have to think the next step. You know, okay, yeah, we're acquiring people. Well, what's the next step after that? Okay, retaining. Okay, that makes sense. So what does that team need to, need to look like? Is it going to be part of the UA team or is this going to be a new function? Mm-hmm. What about the um, the data scientists? Where are they? Are they are they everywhere? You know, people are saying, you know, they have to be. Um, well, it's now virtual, right? But um, it's always hardest. It's almost like someone someone once said on a show here. It was really good. It was like trying to get, uh, you know, getting people to speak Klingon, <laughs> in a sense that you had to like really bring together the Federation of Nations because data is everything. But data in the team is a little tough because they may or may not be in their own zone. How do you handle that? I feel like every everyone on my team is a citizen of the of data in the sense that mm-hmm. if my creative team doesn't consider how we want to measure creative. They're doing a disservice to the to the team. I I am a big stickler on operational efficiency, um, and it all goes back to the how we tag things. I get very into the details sometimes on just and very 
focused on making sure we set things up so that the data is clean. And I've, every company I've been at, there's been messed up data. And that's just, a, it's just wherever you go, everyone thinks their data is in a bad place. And frankly, so everyone's data probably is not in the strongest place. But when, when everyone feels like it's, it, the onus is on them to keep data clean and also that the um, one source of truth, I think there's also that, like a lot of what I've seen a lot of UA practices functions do is that they use their own data to read out how the business is doing, but then they never tie it back to, to kind of the larger business view. And the business planning team uses a completely different data set than the UA team. And um, we, you know, my, my big focus is we use one source of truth, the product team, the growth team, the business planning team, the whoever, we all use the same, the same source of truth. And mm -hmm. that then gets, that, that resolves half of the meetings that start with, well, I don't have the same numbers that you do. Well, how'd you get, how'd you arrive at that number? And so then it just goes straight into, well, what, what are the decisions we need to make on this data? And um, yeah, so, so our data scientists, in, in my opinion, it, it's not on them to keep data clean. It's not on them to, to fix all the data. A lot of the times it comes from more downstream, like from partners setting things up improperly or campaign people not, um, not putting the right IDs or the creative team not tagging things. And so it really starts at that beginning part. And so that's what I, I try to focus on, making sure that we have um, operational efficiency at the start. So then we don't have to fix things kind of as we go. And speaking of naming conventions, you know, that is a hot topic right now, a big challenge as well, because, hey, if you don't name the campaign or variable properly that moved the needle on your campaign in the first place, then guess what? There's very little chance that you will be able to repeat those results again. Yeah, absolutely. So I said it before, I'll say it again, Janie, I'm enjoying this, but we do have to go to break right now, a final time. But when we get back, we'll also talk about cross-promotion, and what you call the killer cross-sell upsell strategy. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we have been speaking the whole time with Janie Parasini, Senior Director, Mobile Marketing and Growth, Electronic Arts. And I think it's been a really just, it's been one of those conversations where I just don't want to stop. But I do want to get into down into the weeds a little bit. We've been talking about preparing for success, how to structure your team, how to embrace data, embrace failure. But you do have one point in your most recent blog, and I'll tell everyone where to find it, where you're talking about, you know, cross promo, which was something that we sort of talked about, and then we got really into other things, and we got really far away from it. But then you're talking about the cross-sell, upsell, you know, killer approach. Tell me about that and where you got the idea for it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> as a, whether it be a machine zone, where when I started, we... I think we just launched Mobile Strike. So two kind of main games and um, main titles. And then at DraftKings, I joined. We had one title and then we went to three within a few months. And at EA, it's, you know, in the, it's, it's I think counting over 40, 50 different titles in the App Store. And then kind of, you can categorize from there. But going from, one to multi requires a, just a different thought process. And part of that is you, you, all, you all of a sudden have a network. Your network is this multi-app network and you have these players or these users that you need to figure out how you're going to, or if it's even worth cross-selling or upselling. And the easiest thing to do is first just track and if naturally users are uh, moving from one title to another. And an example of that is like DraftKings, Daily fantasy sports players wanted to go bet when their stakes opened up and legalized it. So that was an easy, even organic transition where they would just cross sell over there. Mm -hmm. Now, acquiring a sports book user and trying to get them to download daily fantasy sports was a different story. And so I found that really interesting that arrows point one way from titles, but not necessarily the other way around too. So some titles become feeders. Examples of that too, like King Candy Crush Saga. They do a great job cross-selling into other games. Um, and so you're start, you know, you look at Wildfire Studios with um, Sniper 3D. And if you play that, you, you start to see kind of the, uh, the real estate that they have for trying to get you to play other games. And so some are inkscent based. Some are more just discoverability of the titles. And if you're a developer with more than, you know, one title, the idea of a network becomes more interesting, especially in that, you know, that we didn't want to talk about IDFA, but with IDFA going away, you know, you still got IDFE. And so, you know, something to think about there is how do you, how do you take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot I'm hearing here about, you know, making certain that there's a circle, you're not sending people away from the game and they go away. It's about a complementary journey very much there. You know, that's the, that's sort of the way to make it work. And there's a lot in there, as I said, in the blog, we'll tell people where to read it in just a moment. 
just a couple sort of quick fire questions for you because you are into efficiency and we all need to be. 2021 is coming. You know, New Year's resolution is always, oh, I'm going to get organized, you know, or something similar. So what is your top tip or shortcut, maybe a time management tool or something you're doing to just stay literally at the top of your game, Janie? I'm going to give you just a few quick ones. Okay. The medit I meditate in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I give decision rights to everyone on my team. So the most junior person on my team can make decisions on behalf of the team. And the way I do that is through providing as much context as I have. And so if they have their, their data sets and their knowledge, and then I give them as much context as possible, they, they, in theory, can make just as good a decision or better than I can. So everyone on my team can make decisions, which means that I don't have to attend every single meeting. So everyone's a representative of my team. And that's really important because that frees up a ton of time. And then I also get to inbox zero every day. And that was that's just like something I have to do. So, and that, that means I make decisions. Do I respond to this email? Is this a meeting? Is this not? Is this a Slack? Is this a call? And so I'm just really diligent about, about those wow. things. Wow. That's something we all want to get to inbox zero. Um, your favorite guilty pleasure. You mentioned one in your blog, you know, show music, whatever, maybe something gets you into the zone and gets you ready also for your work, keeps you where you are, keeps you going. What might it be? 90 day fiance is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a favorite in the household. And then music wise, I have terrible taste in music. Like my workout playlist is, <laughs> everything from emo to Katy Perry and Madonna and Lady Gaga and uh, just yeah, my my wife says it's quite embarrassing. So I I, I try to play that just on my headphones. But yeah, I, there's no shame in that. No shame in that. I'll follow your Spotify list. No, I'm just kidding. Um, check that one out. And hey, we are into the holidays. We do have reasons, as I said at the top of the show, reasons to be thankful. Lots of lessons experience. Hey, it's, it's life. What are you most thankful for? This year in particular, I'm most thankful for a few things. My, my mental health being one of them. Um, I'm almost two years sober and that was a hard thing to learn. I realized that taking care of myself meant I could take care of other people. And so I, I really dedicated myself the last two years to, I saw people that I considered whole and not broken people and not like me. And I realized that everyone has their, their demons and um, even the most successful people have things that they struggle with. And so I struggle with that. I also tell my team that they need to take care of themselves and um, that I'm here to take care of them as well. And I think that helps us as a team feel safe together, but also making sure that um, we take care of each other. And, um, I'm also thankful for two thirds of my team are women. And I think that's also something that I'm proud of in terms of a lot of the women that are on my team at some point had called or texted me or, or just reached out and said, I, I'm going to leave this industry because I'm so sick of, uh, being a woman in this industry. And that to me was upsetting because they're top talent and I made it my, and I still make it my mission that I show up as a strong woman and I'm an introvert by nature. So this is not something that comes naturally to me, but we need diversity in our industry. And it's really important for me to create that. 
Well, Janie, you have a lot to be thankful for, and and we all do, and we should all reflect on that, particularly at this time. So I just want to thank you so much for sharing that with us today, and I also want to ask you how people can keep in touch with you, because I've seen on LinkedIn that you have opened up your calendar for calls, which is great for people who have questions or want advice, but what's the best way to stay in touch? Yes, I have a calendar link. You can... I used to say that I've never moved or canceled a meeting, but to be true to myself, I have moved a few, So, but I try to keep those on my calendar and not touch them. So if you want to get a hold of me, my calendar link is, I think, on my LinkedIn. So you can, yep. 30 minutes, you can have whatever time you want. We can talk about whatever you want. Um, cool. And so, yeah, so. Cool. We'll have that in the show notes and uh, I, who knows what will happen there. Um, it's uh, every dialogue is good for something. There's no such thing as a bad conversation. So I just want to thank you so much, Janie, for being on the show and for sharing. Thank you. It was a pleasure, really. And that, my friends, is a wrap. Of course, if you want to read up on Janie, and you should, all of the mobile heroes in the series, they are over on their dedicated pages over at heroes.liftoff.io. Oh, and of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then email me. Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. Of course, also checking out, when you can, all earlier episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Amazon, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile. Let's make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.